0: <coughs> and if you did hear it the first time because you weren't looking at your phone nice work you'd love snapshot from progressive because it rewards safe drivers progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates snapshot not available in california and north carolina or from all agents
1: this is stacking the box with nfl insider matt berteram and mark Carmen. We are one day away from the 2021 NFL schedule, which is always one of—I think it's like top seven day in your career per year, Matt Bertram. If that makes sense, where do you rank the schedule release?
0: That's a good question. It—I mean, it's not—it's not higher than any NFL Sunday, so it can't go up there. But
1: oh, okay, all right. So hold on a second. That's there are 17 NFL Sundays. Would well, it be, man, is it playoffs? across so. the playoffs. Okay. So now we're at 20, 21, 21 excuse me. The Super Bowl. that's 22. That,
0: no, no, we count the Super Bowl. That's oh we counted playoffs. the
1: 21. Thank you very much. Math is very challenging right now for me. So, okay. So we're at 21. Now, what about, what about Thursdays? Thursday game versus the schedule release.
0: <laughs> Thursday. I, I, I'm liking Thursday and Monday. So now we're, we're, you know, we're, we're not even in the top 50, but. We're not, okay. But I mean, I, that that being said, I enjoy free agency more than anything in the off season. But um, I like this more than the draft. I'll tell you right now, <laughs> you you've been battling
1: it out over there, Verteram. I feel like you're you're in you're in in work schedule grind mode. You, you're you're like a you're a, I feel like you're a little bit of a rundown Verteram today.
0: Uh, I'll bring the energy, but I am. I mean, look, I, I'm on vacation next week which I'm really looking forward to. Um, and then I'm on vacation for Memorial day weekend. And then I'm on vacation for about three weeks, late June, early July. And then I'm on vacation for a week in August. And see, I got to tell you, I need every bit of it.
1: See, I, I don't hold you like that for I feel like you need no vacation. You're a 365 day a year guy. If need be, you just, uh, it's part of your strategy to you do it for the, you, you do it for Maisie. You do it, you do it for Steph. You, you do it for your family. you, you could grind every single day. That's the verderem I know.
0: Well, uh, <laughs> I do, I do do it for them. That is true. Um, but you know, I'll say this, and, and this probably isn't the wisest thing to say on a, on a podcast that's run by fansided since they are employing us. Look, I love working at fansided, I really do. I've been here six years and I enjoy it more now than I ever have. Um, and that's the honest God's truth, but you know, I like for an example. And I I get along really, really well with my in-laws, by the way, before I stay. So, so it's not like some kind of a slam on them, but they, they are in their early sixties. And Um, I I think they'll happily work for as long as they possibly can. Like that's just what they want to do. And that's cool. They're educators. God bless them. Right. Like good for them.
1: Here comes Vertoram retirement.
0: The absolute (laughs) second I can retire. I'm gone. Like, I I really am trying financially to set up, so I got about twenty years left to work, and then I'm just done. What are you gonna do? Play golf? Get into coaching? All right, I, I relax. want I I want you to
1: call me up in twenty years if, if for some odd reason we're not doing the podcast at that time, and I want you to tell me, Carm, you were right, I was wrong. I love my work. There's nothing, whatever it is that you'll be doing at that time, whether it's this or something else, I predict that Vertoram will not give up what he's doing because he'll just be that passionate about
0: well, it. I'm getting and out of the business.
1: I, I don't know. Life's lots of things can happen. You maybe, you maybe you'll be in the business. Maybe you'll be out of the business. But my prediction is that the Matt Vertoram I know and I'm not saying I know you better than you you know yourself, but I'm predicting that you will not be comfortable just relaxing to the golf course. I do not see that for you. That's not the verteram I I have in my in my I, distant future predictions.
0: I want to be drinking an Arnold Palmer at 10 a.m. on a Tuesday. <laughs> I want to be playing golf, shooting a 95 if I'm lucky. Hey. I want-
1: I I believe that. And, and this summer uh, I'm going to come out to Rockford. We'll play around buddy. That's That's great. It's on uh, me.
0: You come to Rockford, I'll pay for it. Um, But it's uh, not, you know what? I, to get back to the question of hand, though. look, I do enjoy the schedule only because the draft to me is just four months of just absolute nonsense. And then it happens. And like the first couple of rounds I'm invested. It's cool. And then by round, like the middle of round three, I'm just, I'm done. I'm done. I don't care unless you're a hardcore draft nerd, you don't care either. Like it doesn't matter. I mean, let me, let me, let me, let me rephrase. It matters because you could certainly get very good players as the days go on and get a lot of value there. But in terms of like, nobody knows, Hey, we got a draft hit in the fourth round. You don't know that, right? Like you don't, you're not going to know until these guys start playing. So again, if you're, if you're a hardcore draft nick and that's what you do and you love it, then obviously look, that's great for me. It's more work than it's worth. I enjoy free agency because you know what a team's getting, you know, as they're getting it.
1: A- anybody who says they enjoy day two and three of the draft more than day one, the they're hideous just, monster, they're they're just lying. Day one is the greatest. You, it's the most, uh, by far, the most exciting, the most interesting. All of it. That is great television day two and three. It's just like football fans. Like, yeah, well, I got nothing better to do. I'm just going to stare at the screen all day long and get super excited about the cornerback we just picked in the fifth round. And I'm going to do a deep dive on him and found out that he had a phenomenal performance in week five and, and his mom pushed him when he was seven years old and that was really cool. And his brother, by the way, is a comedian and that's sweet, but that's the, that's you, that's where you have to appreciate the diehard football fan. Uh, Speaking of, by the way, Verter after the draft, you uh i know you do your power rankings have you figured out uh, where everybody's slotted here your top five as we kind of segue into the schedule
0: here yes yeah, so, you know i actually sat down and stacked in the box my column uh that i run every monday on FanSided, and i usually i have power rankings in every single one of them but usually there's something like kind of off the wall. I mean, not, not always, but sometimes it'll be like the top 10 stadiums that are no longer here or uh, the top 10 players in Tecmo Super Bowl, right? Or like some something that just is like, it's funny, it's interesting, whatever. But the, the one after the draft, I actually just sat down and did. Here are the teams I think are the top 10 as we move out of the draft, out of the main crux of free agency, so on and so forth. And so I've got one Kansas City, um, obviously two-time defending AFC title or AFC champions. I just think the Chiefs got better this offseason. I think the main thing they had to do was fix the line. They might have even overkilled that. but They certainly did it. Added Jerron Reed. I don't think they lost any real critical piece. I mean, like, I, like, they lost Eric Fisher and Mitch Schwartz, but I think as a whole that line is now better. So they replaced those losses. Sammy Watkins, to me, at this point, they weren't losing much. Brashad Breeland is the biggest loss I think they've had. that They haven't really filled, but he's still out there. And my understanding last time I, I spoke to certain sources is that that is still a possibility for a reunion. So they're number one. Number two, I've got Tampa. Tampa, obviously, Super Bowl champ, brought back everybody. The reason I don't have Tampa, number one, is – I do believe that health is typically a year-to-year thing in the NFL. If you're really healthy one year, you're usually not the next if you go and look at historical trends. The Buccaneers were unbelievably healthy last year. They have a lot of guys who have a history of getting hurt. They're also an older team. Brady's 44. Endomic and Jason Pierre-Paul, right? All these, a lot. of. I mean, you go on down the list. Gronkowski, Antonio Brent. A lot of these guys are on the other side of 30. I think they'll be very good, but I do have hesitancy. And Brady last year, while he was good, was not great. They won the Super Bowl because of their defense, not because of Tom Brady. So I do, though, think they do remain the best team in the NFC. Now, third, I have Buffalo. I think Buffalo is basically the same team it was a year ago. They, they, they you know, We'll see how the draft impacts them. They, they added a couple of edge rushers. I, I thought that was a number one need. Kudos to Brandon Bean for doing so. But I have them at three. I think they're the top challenger in the AFC. I put the Packers at four. Now, obviously, that's for now because we have no idea what's going to happen with Rodgers. But for now, number four, I don't like that they lost Corey Lindsley. I don't like that they didn't upgrade the defense. Um, but they went 13-3 and three each of the past two years. They're really good. If Rodgers is there, they'll be a contender. Number five was the Seattle Seahawks. They, I know that was a weird offseason, but they added Gabe Jackson. They added Gerald Everett at tight end, who I like. They kept Russell Wilson. I don't like that they lost Shaquille Griffin, but overall they're my number five. And I will just say quickly, I, I debated a few teams in that spot. The other two teams were AFC teams, and they were Cleveland at six and Baltimore at seven.
1: What's interesting to me, and good, good job running it down here, Let, let's, uh, let's look at what the public thinks and by the public I mean where's the money coming in yep. on on the sports books top 5 teams by the amount of bets not 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 the money but the just chronological number who do you think is number 1
0: to win the super bowl
1: yep Kansas City the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the yep. Chiefs are the Chiefs are
0: fourth okay
1: who do you now That surprises me. This is by now. Remember these are fans who, so you you consider rabid fan bases who like to put money on their team. And these, and again, this is by bets. So it could be a $5 bet, Um, but I'll just give them to you. The number two is the San Francisco
0: 49ers. I was going to guess Dallas just because of the size of the fan base,
1: Yeah, which I still think the Niners. That seems crazy to me. Number three is the Cleveland Browns. And then the, the Chiefs are four and the Packers are five. Now, okay. a little bit better, I think. Slightly How much
0: money is on either one.
1: Yeah. So number yeah. one is is it Kansas City? It's the Buccaneers. Most wow, people. Okay. So people are buying into Bomb. the back to Yeah. Kansas okay. City is Fair Kansas City's second. Okay. The Niners are third. The Browns hanging strong at number four. The Packers get knocked out of air and the fifth team, you mentioned them. I think you mentioned them in your back end. Who was your six and seven
0: Cleveland, Baltimore.
1: Okay. You didn't mention them. I'm sorry. The, the Los Angeles Rams.
0: I did not mention them. No, yeah. I, I have concerns about Stafford staying healthy and I, I just kind of a weird team. Offensive line not great. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, so there you have it there, buddy. I, I look
1: to me. Kansas city is a, is a clear and away favorite. I, I don't think it's close. I am not, I, I would take the Packers over the bucks in the NFC. Um, and I leaning more and more to making a bigger bet on Buffalo as your, your second team in the AFCs. Um, so, and then from the fifth spot, you can, you can wild card that up however you want. Really. I,
0: I will quickly say this about Cleveland because I'm really high on Cleveland. Like, I, I think they're third best team in the conference. I think they could possibly get to the AFC title game. Here's my big concern with the Browns, though. If I'm trying to play it even the other way. I don't know that Mayfield has the leveling up in him that we saw from Josh Allen. Like, and I think he's going to have to do that for them to get to the AFC title game, to get to a Super Bowl. They're not getting to the Super Bowl with Mayfield – being an average quarterback, which he was last year, okay. The other concerns I have: they won eleven and five last season. They had a negative point differential. That typically a is almost impossible, and b is a little bit of a indicator that a team may be played over its head. Okay. Finally, last point here: their wins last season. Here are the wins: Cincinnati, Washington, Dallas, Indy at home. Good, okay, playoff team, good win. Bengals, Texans, Eagles, Jaguars, Titans, good win. Giants, Steelers when they were playing all their backups. And then obviously the playoff game. Right. Like, when they played most of the good teams they played on the schedule, when they played Pittsburgh on the road in the regular season, when they played Baltimore twice, in, in two of those three games, they, they lost all three, but in two of them they got hammered. Like, that is – the concern that I have is now you play a schedule this year that is not as easy. Okay. Now you're, you're still playing, which will help them. You're playing a third place schedule. Okay. So it's not as though the schedule is brutally hard, but you do have a schedule here where you still play. Of course you play Pittsburgh and Baltimore twice each. All right. You also play the AFC West. So you're at Arrowhead. All right. You are at the chargers and it's a tough game. You are at the Packers. You are at the Vikings. You are at the Pats. You you host the Cardinals. You host the Bears. Who I, I think the Bears now with Fields, if he's playing it, are a much different team. That is a hard schedule. So while I do like Cleveland, I am high on Cleveland. That is my one concern is that the combination of all those things conspires against him. But we'll see.
1: Yeah. Look, uh Let's just say, for argument's sake, that the Browns actually get there, and and how how much better do you think Baker has to be,
0: like if you were gonna percentage, like, well, I don't. Also, I'll put it this way: I think he's got to get himself. For, for, what's the question for them to get to the Super Bowl? Yeah, for them to be a Super Bowl team, how much he's got to be a top eight quarterback. Okay, do you think he's capable of doing that? I think it's a stretch. I like them clearly. That, I, I I think that's a team that should get to the divisionals. And I look at them a lot of the same way the Chiefs, I, the way I looked at the Chiefs and they had Alex Smith. They were a very good team. They're very well coached, had a really good roster, but you always looked at them and just said, I don't know if that quarterback is going to get them over the hump. And it's the same way. Like the problem in the in the NFL now, and Carm, you know this, I mean, you're fan. You know this as much as anybody. I knew this all the way up until the Chiefs got Mahomes. Like, if you don't have that elite quarterback, you are at a disadvantage significantly so come January. And that let's face it, if you, as, as a bear, that's why you and everybody else are so excited about drafting Justin Fields because he gives yeah. you that chance.
1: Well, well, that's why I'm doing uh, that's why I'm doing the math here on on how good you think their roster is. That Baker can just be top 15, even top 20 because they're just that efficient, putting the ball on the ground, and their defense is that good. And you saying that they need to be top eight doesn't sound like you believe they are. Aside from the fact that they're competing against a very good Buffalo team, a a Super Bowl favorite in Kansas City, I mean, it just feels like a pretty steep climb for Cleveland. I I get the excitement, but they could – to me, they could just as easily be a non-playoff team.
0: Betting them to win the Super Bowl to me is just – Hey, I like the value because – and I don't know they have great value with the, with the odds that they have. But I, I just think in the end, are they better than Kansas City? No. And by the way, you're going to hear people say, well, you know, they took them to the, to the wire in the playoffs. No, they didn't. Kansas City was blowing their doors off until Mahomes got hurt in that game. And then the Chiefs ended up holding on and winning the game. The Chiefs beat them in a playoff game in which Chad Henney played half the game. I mean, I like, that's how I look at it. Buffalo is – if the Chiefs are healthy, the only team in the AFC that I think can beat them is Buffalo. And, and and by the way, let me say, not that I think like if both played their best, Buffalo could beat them. Like Buffalo would need the Chiefs to play an average game. And I think then Buffalo playing its best game would have a shot. But I, I think we, again, we saw that game as well twice last year and the Chiefs hammered them twice. Um... I know we're going to see stuff on the, and, and, and you know, actually here, we'll move on because we're going to get into some of this stuff later, but there are some other teams we'll talk about as well.
1: Yeah. And, uh, look, the biggest story in the NFL right now still remains what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae yes. Adams is talking about, well, yeah, I'm a free agent at the end of next year. And sure. It would matter. i uh, not saying a hundred percent that I would leave, but yes. And he has talked to Aaron and there's a lot going on and, uh, the Packers apparently are coming up with another, uh, a different offer that perhaps Aaron will be super excited about. I mean, I think we all know how this is going to play out, even though a lot of people are acting like they don't know what's going to happen. If I had to bet and I, and I would bet a significant amount of dough on it that Aaron Rodgers is going to wear the green and gold. There is going to be, I'm not. If I had a bet on if he gets a contract extension and they figure that out or they don't, I would bet that the answer to that is yes. I'll bet they'll trade Jordan Love. I think that's 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 absolutely the way I think that it's going to go. But right now, it does seem like he's fairly dug in, and you know we we'll have to wait and see. Is he going to show up to OTAs? Is he not going to show up to OTAs?
0: Oh, there's no way he's showing up to OTAs. Okay, then right. is he going? Mean, camp is where I'm looking at.
1: Right. Is it then? Is he going to show up to camp? Is he, gonna t- is, is, he gonna, is he going to – is he going to – I'm guessing maybe he doesn't, and he'll take some fines and assume the Packers will make good on it. And I bet you they will when he comes in all happily and and he's got his extension and whatnot. That's how I think it's going to go. If they don't want to trade him. If they And look, if you're Green Bay, for the record, you went and drafted Jordan Love. You traded up four spots to do it. You were planning for your future. You think you're a great organization. It's not just all Aaron and – It's not all far story was different, but it's not all far back in the day. So now rubber hits the road. Yeah. Aaron went MVP last year, which ups the ante and makes it even worse for you. But you're doubling down in essence, almost against yourself by doing it this way. Stand up there and be proud. Green Bay. You, you think you're right. You made this move. Aaron's getting older. You're going to have to move on at some point. There's got to be huge value out for you. I don't, I'm not saying it's the right thing to do, but from their standpoint, it's like, Hey man, you dug your grave in this like, move along. Now I think they're going to, I think they're going to go the other way because they realize that th- that was completely idiotic, but, but on some level, there would be at least a little bit of respect for me. If you were like, you know what? Um, this is what we saw. This is what we believe. And this is why we did it. And we're moving forward.
0: So I typically, I, I mostly agree with you. Okay. Um, I think it's an interesting situation that's not going to go away anytime soon. And I also think, look, if you're the Packers, like hearing Devontae Adams say that, first of all, that cannot be a shock, okay? Yeah, no, of course it would matter who his quarterback is. Like He'd like to keep putting up numbers. But I think if you're the Packers hearing that, you're like, man, we, we probably can't trade this dude. Like, it made me even – Digging more on my stance, which I've had since jump, that they're not going to trade him this season. They're not. They'd be insane. And I know, and you and I, by the way, are fighting up the current on this one because most people around the league, including very well respected ones like Peter King, believe he's gone. He's going yeah. to get traded. And I have all the respect in the world for for Peter King and 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 so many others who feel that way. I just disagree. I just do not think they're going to move off him. And I I want to make this point. I made this point on a radio uh, spot a few days ago. I think it matters. The Packers run like any other organization in sports. They don't have an owner. There is no owner who's public conscious, who's worried about everything that's being said on the outside. Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekunst are football guys. They don't care. So I think it would matter more, this whole PR side of it, with Rodgers – back-channeling his, his discontent if, if they had a real owner. They don't have an owner. There's nobody forcing the hand of Murphy and Gutekunst here. Nobody. So I do think that's a point that should be brought up. That Frankly, I haven't heard brought up anywhere else. Maybe it has been brought up, but I think it does matter. Um, now, I will say I did find this interesting. Bob McGinn, who is as plugged into the Packers as anybody, wrote for The Athletic that the Packers offered earlier this offseason offered Rodgers a contract that would have made him the highest paid quarterback in football, higher than Mahomes, and he told them no. So that's – I mean, that is not great for our side of the argument, to be transparent. Like, if he's if he's want to turn down that kind of money, but I also – but it also does not mean that the Packers can't just say, look, that's your problem. We're not dealing you. Uh, it, it's going to be a fascinating few months.
1: Right. At the end of the day – if they
0: don't want to deal him, he's not going anywhere.
1: right. let's let's state the obvious. That's why you listen to stack in the box because I'm bringing up the point that they don't have to deal him. but that's the end of the that's that's the whole thing. They don't have to. So he's going to have to have a come to Jesus moment and realize, you know what, I've had a pretty good playing at Lambeau Field. you know what? I'm a pretty uh, I'm a pretty cool guy here and, and it's uh, by the way, Yeah, I was in the NFC championship game. And yeah, it sucked to see Tom Brady leave New England. And I always felt like I was better than Tom Brady, but yet he was playing with Belichick. So that's why he won. And to see him go to Tampa Bay and win a Super Bowl is something that honestly, right now, I can't sleep at night with. And I want to prove to everybody else that I could do the same damn thing. Because I still think, despite what everybody else thinks, that I'm a better quarterback than Tom Brady. I really think this is what's underneath all of this to me. Um, you know, he wants to call his own shot. He wants to prove that he can do it, and it and it absolutely burned the living daylights out of him that they lost that game to Brady at home, nonetheless. And he's got to live with it. But reality is reality, bro. And as as amazing as you are, and I guess you could say, well, fine, I'm not going to show up. But okay, that's there's going to be huge consequences for you know for him for that. And everybody, despite being super super rich. Everybody wants to have more money in life, so eventually that'll be a factor. Um, all right, let we're we're I jumped ahead in the rundown here, Verderam.
0: I just That's got right, I switched it up, so we're yeah. good.
1: Let's pause for a quick second here so we can pay some bills. We're right back with stacking the box. Jamie's log, Progressive, the Harringtons' backyard, day four, two eighteen a.m. I've been camping outside the Harrington house for four days now, proving that Progressive has 24-7 protection. Mr. Harrington says I don't need to do this, since Progressive protects 24-7 is a pretty easy concept to grasp. But I'm going to stay and prove my point. Besides, there's a big tree branch over the roof, and I think it's planning something. Progressive doesn't just offer a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection. Just not literally from Jamie. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Let's. As far as the schedule, anything you want to touch on that we haven't hit so far before we get into the
0: future? No, I mean, look, I think, you know, real quick, just for anyone who's not aware, we already know the opponents for each team, where the games are going to be played. We just don't know the times and the dates. But I will say, here's, here's what I look for when the NFL schedule release comes out, because I actually think this is really important. Like, people always laugh, like, oh, who cares? I think it matters. Like, does your team have a three-game road trip? If you're going to play Buffalo, is it in December or September? I also firmly believe you would far prefer to play harder teams on your schedule early in the year than later. Because, and I know people say, well, get off to a fast start. Listen, your chances of beating Aaron Rodgers or Mahomes or Wilson are better in September and October. Because as you get into November, December, and those teams start sniffing the finish line and looking at the playoff race, it becomes much harder to beat them. And on the flip side, real quick, I'd, I'd far prefer to play a bad team late because they're out of the race. They're checked out in some cases. If guys have a bump and a bruise that they might play through if they were in the race, they probably won't if they're playing later in the year and the game doesn't matter. So those are the things I look for. What team has home games late? What team has bad weather games looming late? What, how how do the good team, bad team, how do how they split on the schedule? I think all that stuff matters. I
1: agree. And then of course, there's the, again, obvious point that I'll make. You just don't know how injuries are going to fall. So sometimes when you end up getting a team later in the year, it's two or in the middle of the year, it's a huge advantage that you cannot predict right now. But look, I, I love, I, I just, I love going through it. One and oh, one and one, one and two, one and seven bears, uh, finally make the switch to Justin Fields two and seven, three and seven, nine and seven, make the playoffs fields, MVP bears, win the Super Bowl. make a bet on the bears, go outside out of nowhere, pick, but it's just fun to see how it's going to map out. Oh, sweet. And then if you're, you know, a, an NFL fan, as we get back to normal here with uh, our worlds, I am going to make this road trip to this place and see the bears play here in whenever that's just, that's just fun. I enjoy it. Okay. Uh Let's go into the future division. That will be the best this year. We uh, just had Juju Smith Schuster on and, and, he loves the AFC North, but I think you're going somewhere different.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's allowed to be wrong. Um, <laughs> it's not NFC, a bad call. It's not. I think it's probably second. The NFC West is the best division of football. The NFC West is ridiculous. I, you could really make a, an argument. All those teams will make files. I wouldn't make that argument, but you could. You could do it. Uh, I said that to him as he was talking about, he's like,
1: he's like, man, I mean, you, you, you look at, you look at the Steelers, you look at us and, 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 and look, I'm back and I prove a deal and I'm pissed about it, but I'm going to be awesome. And then the Ravens and the Browns and, and, and then, and, 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 oh yeah, the Bengals. Right. Um, yeah, exactly. So I'm like, dude. What about the West, Seattle, the Rams, the Cardinals, Niners? He's like he's like, Oh, that's tough. <laughs> so at the, I think at the end of the day he was like giving love to home base, but actually agreed. Which all four teams making the playoffs would be very, very interesting. I'm assuming that you're if you're saying it like that, you think that Trey Lance is not playing at all and Garoppolo's playing all year?
0: Uh, I think, yeah, mostly. Mostly right. But look, you think of that about the NFC, one team out of the East, if the Packers trade Rodgers and we're wrong, you could very well get one team out of that division. And then the Bucks in the South. I mean Uh,
1: I think you could get one team out of the North, even if the Packers keep Rodgers.
0: Possible. Possible. Right. So now the hard part of that is those teams in the NFC West are gonna beat the hell out of each other. Right. That's where it gets hard. But could I see a scenario where you have 13 and 4, 12 and 5, 10 and 7, 10 and 7. Yeah, I could. I mean, that is a ridiculous division. It is the antithesis of the NFC East, where if anyone gets to nine wins, they should stop the season and throw a parade. I mean, do
1: we think that any team in the South is going to be over 500 other than the Bucs? I mean, it'd be a Maybe big time. It'd be a huge drop off for the Saints who missed Breeze a ton last year and still went 12 and 4. But, uh, you know, it's, just, that's, it's, that's still a, a major, major transition there. And who knows what Chicago will do if, when you look at the North. And I mean, I does anybody feel comfortable betting on a Minnesota Vikings team to be anything better than seven and nine, eight and eight? I, I, I wouldn't, I don't. And what's Detroit. I, I actually don't mind the lions future. I think they actually seem like their
0: future is good, but they are absolutely abominable this year. They,
1: right. They're, they're not in there. So uh, who do you think the bucks play in week one, Vertoram?
0: Buffalo. Buffalo. So to run it down for the, for the fine folks who are listening. Okay. Here is, let me pull it up real quick. Here are the teams that they could be playing I know they have eight home games, nine on the road this year for the NSA. All right. Here are the home games, Atlanta, Carolina, New Orleans, Dallas, the giants, Buffalo, Miami, Chicago. I will argue that it is between Buffalo and Dallas. Dallas obviously is a huge draw because of who they are. Um, I don't think they'll open up with Miami. I don't think they'll open up with the Bears. If the Bears are playing fields, maybe. But, you know, they, of course, don't know that. I think Buffalo is the best of those teams. And you get Josh Allen. You get, you know, the Bills fan base against Brady. So, I will say Buffalo. But Dallas was the other consideration for me.
1: I would be disappointed if it's the Cowboys Buffalo would be a ton of fun. That would be, I, uh, I really am just interested to see, Hey, Josh Allen, you were great last year. Are you going to continue to get better? Cause I think everybody looks at him and you see this, the, the raw physical tools and it looks to me and I, outside of I'm not even talking about him throwing the football just his ability to to when, when he has to run how much yards he's able to pick up it you know he, he just it's like there's not a lot of that dude running around right now so yeah if he if he keeps on lifting get getting better and better man that that team Buffalo you you've deserved this for a long long time out there you Bills fans you uh, and I he he keeps on Going further and further, I go all the way back to when Verdam you torched him back in the day that thought he was going to be an inaccurate bust. Yes. And which I. And yeah. He was.
0: And then he, and then he really stepped up. He was great last season. He,
1: he was. And then he keeps on working. And guys like that, I mean, it's it, they're easy to root for. You got a sleeper you want to name in the NFC slash
0: AFC? Yeah. So here, one each conference and I'm going to preface both of these. I'm not picking these teams as sleepers like they're going to win the Super Bowl. Sleepers is in. I could see them making the playoffs. I'm far more confident in my AFC pick than my NFC pick. So I'll start with the NFC, which is Atlanta. I love the offense. Ryan, Julio Jones, Ridley, now Kyle Pitts. It's a lot. It's a lot. And I think Arthur Jones is going to do a nice job there as a head coach, at least on the offensive side. Okay? My concern with them is the defense, which I don't think can stop anybody. Okay. Which is why I don't have a ton of confidence. But I looked at the NFC and I I don't think anybody in the NFC West is a sleeper. If you want to call the Niners a sleeper, then that's who I pick. But as you mentioned, there's so much money on them for the Super Bowl. I don't think you can call them a sleeper. And and I I think that division also, by the way, the NFC South that is, Carolina is not great. New Orleans doesn't have breeze anymore. Right. So maybe there's a little bit of a vacuum there. Atlanta can take advantage of in the AFC. I think the Chargers are the most interesting one, but I will I will push back right now against things I've already seen at two different big outlets. Chargers could be a Super Bowl team this year. No, they cannot be. Just stop. I love Herbert. And I think that they have enough offensively to be good offensively. Defensively, I do think they've lost a good amount of pieces. Now they might get when James back if he's ever healthy. We we will see. They lost Paramin. They lost Hayward. Ingram's a free agent. They could still bring him back. As of now, they've lost him. And offensively, Hunter Henry's gone. They didn't replace him. So why do I like him? I like him because Herbert. And I think the Raiders stink. And the Broncos, to me, if they don't have a quarterback, while the rest of that roster's talented, I don't think they've got enough to be better than the Chargers. So the Chargers can win four games if they play well right there. Um, I I think the Chargers could go like 9-8 and and be a playoff team. But I, I do not believe for one second these people that they think they're going to go 13-4 and, and and go to the Super Bowl. That is a, a bridge uh, way too far for me. So you don't think Julio's going anywhere, I'm assuming? I think it's hard, man. He's got a huge deal. I, it's yeah. going to be hard for them to move him. It's Possible, but I think it'd be hard. All right. AFC sleeper. This
1: feels really off, but I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm going to give you the Indianapolis Colts and big bad Carson Wentz coming That's in fun. and just having a year where, Oh, he was actually completely impacted in Philadelphia and it was unfair and he's healthy and Indy knows what they're doing and they know how to use him. And the re, and the, the, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, reuniting, there we go, was just absolutely perfect, and and Indy got it right. NFC-wise, like, I really want to say the Chicago Bears. Like, it's just going to become obvious that Justin Fields is ready to play, and Matt Nagy's going to uh, pull the trigger. Who's quarterbacking the Washington football team?
0: Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan
1: Fitzpatrick is going to quarterback Washington. It's It's not
0: good. Not good. (laughs) I mean,
1: I, so you can't go to to
0: pick them so badly. And I was like, I just, I can't, you know, I mean
1: I, like that's really what's happening there. That's amazing. Uh, I don't know. Should I go big and just say that the New York giants get there are getting a he- healthy Saquon back.
0: Not a da- bad pick.
1: Daniel Jones goes, uh, next level. Daniel Jones, whatever that exactly is. I mean, they had the worst offensive line, uh, for absolute terrible protection last year. Maybe they protect him a little bit better. Okay. got I'll, got, I'll got, take-
0: got, got, uh, got some help in Adoree Jackson defensively. I don't
1: uh, hate it. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll roll with the New York Giants in in a very very odd NFC right now because I look, I I don't think you can I'm not taking anybody out of the North, and I don't I don't really anybody out of the West seems boring. So it's almost like it has to come out of these Dallas doesn't seem like that much of a sleeper and a very bizarre no. just time. It seems like right now with the Cowboys and everything that's going on down there, as far as Jerry Jones, wanting guys to get vaccinated and some, some odd comments uh, coming out from players that uh, perhaps we'll talk about at another time. All right. Uh, let us move along here, Vertoram. And by the way, I'm very excited as we get to our what's going on later because I'm talking to a very famous person today after we get off this podcast. So we've got about five minutes left to play here. Let me go uh, biggest bus candidates. You got. You actually have who I just named as a sleeper
0: as one of your buss. I do. Uh, the Colts. Because I, I just people are acting like Carson Wentz is somehow going to go in there and be great, and I just don't understand why. He was I terrible. just said it. He's been terrible for years. Now, look, if he's good, they're interesting. I just have no belief he's going to be good. I'll be the first to say this, by the way. I could be completely wrong and eat my words on this one. I'm going on a little bit of a limb. I just – he was terrible last year. And to me, unless he's, like, legitimately good, not better, good, they're a borderline playoff team at best. The Rams I have in the NFC only because – I just – if that thing goes south, I think it could go really south. They lost their defensive coordinator from their number one defense. They lost some pieces off that defense. John Johnson, Troy Hill, they both went to the Browns. Okay. I worry about them. You know, Michael Brockers now in Detroit. Like, they lost some guys. Offensively, that line is not great. They lost Austin Austin Blythe. They went to the Chiefs. I have no idea who's playing center for them. Um, And Stafford has – been hurt the last couple of years. He's played through it at times, but he's been hurt. I just worry, like, that this is that year where he gets hurt, the defense goes from first in the league to 12th, and it's just a a division from hell, and they win six games. Now, they could end up winning 12, but I I just – I could see it going wrong in a big way for them if it goes wrong.
1: The Indy bet, by the way, is more a bet on Frank Reich almost than it is Carson Wentz. You just believe that he knows exactly what he's looking at. He knows Wentz well. He knows his offense well. And he's giving him a little bit more help. They just signed Eric Fisher. So whatever's left in that tank, no one knows. But they're they're doing their best to fortify that offensive line. Uh, Bus candidates for me, like – I think it's a very odd time in San Francisco right now. Now they wouldn't exactly be a quote-unquote bust, but that just – I feel like it's a very, very odd offseason for the 49ers. And if they try to get Trey Lance on the field, it just feels like that's going to be really, really, really awkward. Seattle's another candidate for me too. Like what exactly is going on? Is that all going to come together perfectly? Same thing with Green Bay, by the way. Uh, and I would pick the Packers. Yeah. You know, Green but Bay like,
0: is interesting because that thing – that thing could just be a house on fire by about week three. That is right.
1: True. And, and I would say the same thing with the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, Ben is bored should have been retired three years ago. And they keep leaning into that at some point, perhaps they just can't figure out ways to, win football games. And if the Browns are better and, and the Ravens continue to be the Ravens and maybe even the Bengals take a step up, could Pittsburgh fall all the way to the bottom of that division? It wouldn't completely, it wouldn't completely shock me.
0: By the way, fun note. I'm going to plug this real quick tomorrow. When the schedule release comes out at night, about an hour after it comes out, I will have all 272 regular season games picked and I will have my Super Bowl winner. I already, by the way, uh, I've gone through a lot of this. I know who's in my Super Bowl. I know who's going to win. But I will tell you, I just said the Rams could be a bust. For any Rams fan out there who's annoyed, spoiler alert, I picked them to go to the NFC title game. So I don't think it's going to go badly for them. But if it does, I think it would go really badly. But I like the Rams enough to pick them all the way to the NFC title game.
1: So you're 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 straddling the Rams fence, Ram I'm getting. I am a little
0: bit with them because I just I it's really about Stafford's health behind that line. That really is kind of where I fall on it. I
1: would love to see Stafford have a year where he
0: just plays great yeah yeah, it
1: basically just proves to everybody see look i was stuck in detroit and all of you who thought it was my fault stick it i've been one of the better quarterbacks in the nfl for a long long time right now and i'm getting the opportunity finally to show it it is time for us to get rich hang tight we'll be right with you it's stacking the box
0: progressive presents forest metaphors about bundling your home auto and other vehicles
1: In hockey, it's the goalie's job to protect the net. And in life, your net is your home and auto, but also your boat, motorcycle, RV, or ATV. And your goalie is the -the round-the-clock protection offered by Progressive Insurance. Well, and also the savings you get when you bundle. So in this metaphor, you have two goalies, which is okay because, you know, it's just a metaphor.
0: Forced Metaphors. Presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance
1: Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Let's uh burn through these real quick. You're in or out. The Giants are the best team in the NFC East.
0: And you're in. I'm in. Because I I think Washington's roster is a little bit better, but I just think they have no quarterback. And Dallas, I have no belief in defensively or on the are on the sideline.
1: Yeah. Well, they they need an upgrade in both of those areas from from last year. Although they and their, their draft was, you know, active as far as uh, adding on to that defense and Dak's healthy. I think the Cowboys have a chance to very much win that division, but okay. Uh, since I just said the giants are my sleeper, I will, st- I will be on the in on this one. The jets will contend seriously for a playoff berth
0: in or out. They've been getting some sleeper love, but I'm out. I'm out. I don't, I just do not believe that they're all of a sudden going to come roaring back uh, to life this year. Exactly. way
1: Yeah, he's Zach Wilson showing up, uh, taking some snaps already for the Jets. That's exciting, but I'm definitely out on that. Justin Fields will throw for at least 3000 yards and 20 touchdowns. I talked to one Chicago bear uh, radio voice who I'll remain nameless right here, but he thinks he's starting in week three because it's just going to be that obvious. I'm out on this. I think they buy time and let Andy Dalton play at least half the season. If not more, where are you going?
0: In on the yardage, out on the touchdowns. Um, just because, uh, look, they, they don't have enough red zone weaponry. I think he'll throw like 18 touchdowns. I think so, he's going to play pretty much right away. So do. you
1: think you think he's going to be out there right away? I got him away. for like
0: 3,500 passing yards, 18 touchdowns, 10 picks, something like that.
1: That would be really, really entertaining if that's how it goes. Uh, the Texans are the best bet to have the number one overall pick in 2022. I'm seeing Deshaun Watson trade rumors out there. Uh, also some interesting developments with him that he, even when he knew he was under some level of investigation, I'm not exactly how much he knew, but he was still going on Groupon and getting massages for 55 bucks. I mean, he literally goes on Groupon. The man needs to get off Groupon for
0: everything. You're (laughs) You're Deshaun Watson. You don't use Groupon. That's bizarre. It's not not good. It's not good. I'm in on them being the worst team. I thought about Detroit for a brief second, but the, the Texans, man, I don't know that they're going to win two, two games. If if Watson doesn't play this year, they may not win two games. So I'm in on them being the worst. Yeah, I think he's going to
1: play, so I'll, I, I'll be out on it. I think that that gets resolved. So maybe he gets some level of suspension, but uh, the way things s- seem to be trickling right now, I'm actually doubting that he will. Uh, what's going on, for rim? I'll start with myself. I'm interviewing – B.A. Baracus slash Clubber Lang slash the one and only Mr. T. It's amazing. Prediction, pain.
0: T, man. I want you to ask him for me. Does he still pity the fool? (laughs) Or has he gotten over his pity for the fool? Which of these –
1: who do you pity the fool the most of these people? I was thinking about doing something like that. That's
0: fine, too. Listen – I know you're you up against it, so I will be brief here. We all know what's going on with me. Go, New York. Go, New York. Go, okay? They went to, to L.A. They beat the Clippers without Alec Burks or Emmanuel quickly or Mitchell Robinson, and the Clippers played everybody, and the Knicks held them to 100 points, and about 10 of those were in the final minute when it was a lost cause. R.J. Barrett, great defense, but – Bearing the lead, which feels like it's every game, Derek Rose, 25 points, shot 11 of 15, just over and over. And it is becoming almost to a point now where if he doesn't score 20, I'm stunned. So he's rolling. Reggie Bullockoy hated at the beginning of the year, 24 points. He's now like well over 40% from downtown. Great defender on the perimeter. The Knicks playing the Lakers and LeBron tonight on, on national TV, got flexed in there and come home for three at the garden. They, if they go three and one, they're going to be the four seed, which, which I think they're actually going to do.
1: You, you want to, at least I think you want to, you want to play Atlanta in that first round where the five or the four, so. and they're, they're a game up on, on the heat who are the six seed. I don't think you want to get in a matchup with Miami. The defending. I'll tell you East. who
0: doesn't want Miami. No, sorry, to interrupt you. Brooklyn, yeah. they want no part of Miami.
1: I agree. Because
0: Bam's a problem for them inside, and Miami can defend the hell out of them.
1: Brook, Brooklyn does not want to play a physical team, and the Heat will do it. Which is the Knicks actually match up better that way. But if I just the don't. Knicks
0: I, ever beat Brooklyn, the Nets have to move back to New Jersey.
1: It's funny. I, my, my buddy, Steve <laughs> Ruthius, who loves this podcast, AKA the grew city grubler, who's my a huge, who's a huge Knicks fan. He I've never heard a guy despise the nets like that. Like, I'm like, why do you, why do you hate the nets? It's like, Cause they're just so stupid.
0: <laughs> they don't belong in New York. Now like that being said, I don't know. I don't hate them or anything, but if there's such a stepchild to the Knicks, if the Knicks play them in the playoffs, I, look, I would pick the Nets in five. By the way, okay, to be totally transparent, the Nets are just better than the Knicks. But if the Knicks ever beat them, man, any all all twelve Nets fans would have to eat that to the end of time. But uh, hey, look, the hell with the Nets. Knicks went on this six coast six game West Coast trip. Everybody thought they were going to get pummeled. They're three and two, going to play the Lakers. They come home for the Spurs, the Hornets, and the Celtics. were are in the tank. Okay, I I love it, man. They're playing great. They're playing absolutely great ball. And uh, I, if, if they end up being the fourth seed and they get Atlanta, like I respect Atlanta. Atlanta can score, but they don't really defend. I would feel like the Knicks could win that series.
1: It'll be a lot of fun. Whoever the Knicks play in the first round, I'll be watching. Big time. Can't wait for it. Tibbs, D-Rose, come
0: on. Taz, COVID let's – COVID let's... aside, man, pack the guard. Let's Do go. It. Yeah, it's, let's I go. Mean, Let's test go. everybody, whatever. Do it, pack the, that place will be out of its mind. It get would be the, unreal. Get the
1: technology going. It's, I don't understand why it isn't automatically like on your phone that you've gotten two vaccinations. And if you can show that, you're allowed in the garden. If you don't have it, sorry, right? Your decision in life, no problem. You don't do what you want to do, I guess, but you ain't coming to see the Knicks in the playoffs or any other NBA team in the playoffs. Virta Ram. Enjoy your schedule release day. The coverage on fan side, it's always awesome. It's going to be awesome tomorrow, so uh, please check it out. Subscribing to the podcast is awesome if you haven't done that. Rating the podcast is
0: sweet as hell. We love you. Vertram, you get the final word? Go Knicks. Go <laughs> Knicks. And, and enjoy, enjoy the schedule release Wednesday night. If you're not sure when, it's at 8 p.m. Eastern. Check out my piece where I pick all 272 games. It's a mammoth and uh for the love of god please make it worth my time by by checking it out i uh i appreciate by the way we did not forget about your uh your submissions about what we should do for our bet i promise we will get back to it there's a lot of them Uh, i appreciate everybody who rated we have three submissions um in fact here real quick so the one, uh, Josh, the man, yes, the man says, agreed with Carm's take, but no clothes jumping in the lake, sir. We're not getting arrested for this. Um, we and could nobody go sp- could see me without clothes, including me.
1: We could go speedo to his point, and that would be absolutely utterly atrocious. We could,
0: but my god, we'd still get arrested. Um, <laughs> Clinton, Clint McKenzie, my guy, our guy says, Excellence, podcast is top notch. I will never miss it. Now, as for your bet, he who loses the field's bet should don a clown suit and silver face paint. Then be stationed in a public place of the victor's choosing for a stint as a silent, motionless statue. He would thereby become a living, breathing monument to his own poor judgment. That is hilarious. We have to consider that. That's um, terrifying. we we'll, we'll consider. Finally, last one here by 8347. Fantastic list every week. Both guys are great. Really enjoy it for the bet. I think it needs to be humiliating if you are each that short of your position. So the loser has to go to a professional hairdresser, inquire the haircut of the winner's choosing uh, a, a picture of the loser's face and haircut is been slapped on a stack in the box hoodie and made available for purchase to all the stack in the box listeners. Keep up the great work. All right, look, I know you're up against it. We got to go. We will talk about those. Thank you so much. If you haven't already submit them, keep coming. We will figure out this bet one way or the other. Carm, Ask Mr. T if he still pities the fool. Good luck to you with this interview, and thanks everyone who listens. Hopefully your schedule for your team is favorable. You're the one everyone looks to for answers. Come rain or shine, the job must get done, and you're the one who makes it happen. We get you, Jackie in Fresno, putting your employee safety first, and Manny in Chattanooga, whose local Granger team knows him by name. We're here for you and all the ones who get it done. With 24 7 customer support and access to product specialists to help you find what you need. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by.
1: Granger for the ones who get it done.